0: March 1st, we're into the month of March. Today is podcast episode number 431, and we're gonna talk about why it matters what our kids are reading. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast, this is Heidi St. John. All right, so a couple of uh, days ago, might've been a week, I'm really sorry, whoever wrote me this email, I can't remember, but I made a note of it, so this is good. Uh, I received an email from a mom who was struggling with whether or not it matters what her kids were reading. Now, you guys already know, if you've been listening to me for a very long time, you already know what I'm gonna say about this, but I really wanna start you off by just going to the word of God. Philippians chapter four, verse eight, write it down, says, finally, that means, when it's all said and done. Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, if the Apostle Paul is reminding adults to think about whatever things are good then it would stand to reason that it's really important for us as parents to consider what our kids are reading in even a more bright light. Because our children's minds are being shaped. Their hearts are being shaped. You know, our children come to us, you know, most of you listening to this have had children. Our children come to us when they're born, right? Their heads are kind of soft. They have a soft spot in their head, literally, when they're born, right? We all remember it being that, brand new mom or the brand new dad, and we have that teeny tiny little squishy little baby in our hands for the very first time, we realize, oh my goodness, you know, they have this soft spot in the middle of their head. Well, that's because, I know you guys know this, but this is the homeschool mom and me, I can't help it. That's because uh, when the baby comes through the birth canal, their head needs to be able to uh, compress accordingly, right? And really, the soul of a child is very similar. Our children come to us and their hearts are wide open and they're sort of squishy around the edges and they're listening to what we're saying. But as they grow older, those edges begin to harden and the ability of a parent to really influence the hearts of their child lessens over time. And this is important for two reasons to understand. First, we need to never stop praying for our kids right? I'm the mom of seven. My husband and I are raising seven children. Three of them are already out of our home. And so, because I'm so good at math, I can tell you four, <laughs> actually in laundry and food and budgeting and all that, I can already tell you that four of our kids are still home. And I'll, I will promise you that as our kids have gotten older, I am paying particularly close attention, especially in prayer, or our younger children, because I realize that our time, Jay's and my time to influence them is short. It really is. And I think as moms, sometimes we can forget, you know, we we sort of can go into autopilot. And listen, I'm not here to bash the mom who's an autopilot right now, right? I totally get it. I've had many, many, you know, weekends. Okay, I'm really, if I'm really being honest, many middle of the weeks, <laughs> where I was just like, here you go, kids, here's 8,000 episodes of Veggie Tales, and I'll see you on Thursday, right? We've all done that. And I think even those of you who have your kids in school and you're not homeschooling your kids, this is important to remember because we cannot afford to go on autopilot. And the reason I bring it up is because today is March 1st, and I have a brand spanking new Scripture writing challenge up at my website. So you can go to HeidiSaintJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. And this month I'm going to be talking about Jesus and just the wonderful name that Jesus is. He is a wonderful, good God. And we are so, we can never learn too much about him. And so that's the whole focus of this month's scripture writing challenge. And so, as usual, because I'm not beneath bribing you to get into the Bible, I am giving some stuff away. So I'll be giving away Tyndale's Inspire Bible, which is probably one of my favorite Bibles ever in the history of mankind, and also one of my uh, scripture writing necklaces. So uh, you don't get to choose which necklace you get. I'm gonna pick the one I like the most and wanna send it to you. But the way that you enter that is by going to Instagram. So follow me at Heidi St. John and uh, comment on the uh, picture, tag a friend, and use the hashtag H-S-J, Heidi St. John, scripture writing. I'm telling you what, you guys, just five to 10 minutes in the word of God will change your life. And the reason I, I, I bring it up is because to hear this family getting into the word of God encouraged me so much because guess what, you guys? You have the Holy Spirit, for those of you who know Jesus, the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And he wants to encourage you about what's good and what's not good for your kids. And if the apostle Paul said that we're, that we're supposed to fix our hearts and our thoughts especially, on whatever is true and honorable, right and pure, lovely and admirable, and to think about those things, then it behooves us as parents to help our children do the same thing. So the sweet mom emailed me and she said that she had an experience with her sixth grade daughter that had rattled her and sparked a desire in her to help other parents, especially Christian ones, realize the necessity for engagement and discernment when it comes to what we are allowing our children to read. And so basically what had happened was she had she had discovered that her children were, her child, her daughter especially, was reading something that she shouldn't be reading. And this is part of, I'll just read a little excerpt from, from her email to me. The principal was shocked. She said, tears actually welled up in her eyes when I started reading. She assured me that this was unacceptable and she would speak with a librarian immediately. I left her office feeling relieved, but as I walked to my car, I still felt very burdened by the weight of the sin that so easily creeps into our lives. The enemy wants our children. Oh my goodness, that is the truth. The enemy wants our kids. Listen, you guys, I've said this before and I'm gonna keep saying it. I really believe that this generation of mothers, my daughter's generation, is raising a generation of children who are gonna be up against things we cannot even imagine right now. And I think it's really true that the, that the media, um, social media, social media, Uh, Certainly movies and all those kinds of things are doing incredible damage to our children and as parents We're either too busy Or too distracted or as this young mom said too complacent or just too oblivious To battle and prayer for the minds of our kids And to stay in there first peter 5 8 says that we are supposed to be vigilant because we have an adversary the devil Who's roaring around like a lion seeking someone to devour. And as I've said hundreds of times on the podcast and as I speak around the country, that includes your children. And in fact, I really believe that primarily it includes your kids. And so I just want to encourage you, listen, keep your ears to the Holy Spirit and be listening and be watching what your kids are engaging in. What are they reading in school, and sometimes it's tricky because uh you know the middle schoolers can come home and they're reading you know fiction or whatever, and you're not really engaging and I think uh that this mom was right, and she said it was fair to say that parents get a lot of messages about the importance of establishing reading habits in their kids, and so we you know we hear about that all the time, and it's so important, okay, oh, your kids' reading, get your kids reading, but i' I'm here to tell you it's more important what your kids are reading than if they're reading Someone asked me a long time ago, you know. Uh, why I was homeschooling our kids. You know, and it occurred to me that the only reason I really want my kids to know how to read is so they can know how to read the Word of God. That's the most important thing they're ever going to read. more, more important than, uh, more important than a job application, more important than a textbook from college, more important than anything. I want my kids to be excellent readers, because I want them to be able to understand. The Word of God, and sometimes we let our kids read things that seem relatively benign. This mom uh, suggested that you know her second grader reading The Diary of a Wimpy Kid or a fourth grader voraciously reading Hunger Games. Hello, but we seem to be obsessed with literacy, but lax when it comes to monitoring the content in the books that we're allowing our kids to read. And listen, uh, I want to encourage this mom who wrote to me: You're absolutely right. As moms, we are gatekeepers. We have a responsibility to guard our homes who are what comes in who are what goes out And to express this concern to the teachers We need to let the teachers if your children are not being homeschooled. I just want to encourage you let your let your children's teachers know that you Are concerned About what's coming in and what's coming out About who their kids friends are about what they're teaching in the school. And listen, I, you know, I've talked about this a million times on the podcast before about how the culture says that truth is relative, but we know, right? As Christian women, that truth is anything but relative. Right? The culture wants you to think that education is neutral, but education is anything but neutral. There is no such thing as a neutral education. Education by its design is shaping the minds of the students. And Luke 6.40 says that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. So I want you to think about this today. As your kids are getting ready for school, I know a lot of you listen to this in the morning before your kids are going to school. And here's a big shout out to the moms who are listening to me in the shower right now. Woot, woot. And those of you who are listening on your elliptical, I sweat you. No pun intended. But I want to encourage you, To be as iron sharpens iron, that's how we're supposed to be for each other. And I love, love, love this mom wrote and was so encouraged uh, in what God's doing in her life that she reached out to me and now I can reach out to you and hopefully create a call to action against uh, just checking out and against these kinds of books coming into school libraries across America. You have an opportunity. We have absolutely seen what a godless, secular progressive ideology can do to a nation and god in his mercy has given us i believe a few years to sound the alarm and i'm not here to say you know donald trump is the salvation of the country because he clearly isn't jesus is but we have an opportunity right now while your heart i mean while your voice is not being muzzled to say these are our children we're going to raise them according to what god says it's more important and i said this Uh, Into a group of moms. I talked to the other day It's so much more important that we talk to our kids and that we're able to say We care about the future of our kids and as parents we're going to step into the front again and not into the background And really pay attention to what our kids are reading because guess what? It matters. It matters more now than it's ever had before i'm going to close you out again uh, And just remind you of philippians 4.8 finally moms dads Whatever's true whatever's right, whatever's noble, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. As parents, we have an opportunity to guide and steer the hearts of our children toward thinking about the things that God says are good and right and true. Not only do we have an opportunity, but we have an obligation we have an absolute obligation. 1 Peter 2, 12 says, conduct yourselves with such honor among the Gentiles that though they slander you as evildoers, they might see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he comes again. That's the day we're living for, isn't it? It is indeed. Thanks for listening today, you guys. If you have any podcast suggestions for me, any questions, anything you'd like to see me uh, address on the podcast, I'd love to hear it. Podcast at thebusymom.com. And if you're wanting to see me speak this season, you can check that out too. I'll link back to it today. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.